Good morning. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. This week, a guest speaker is going to bring a special message for the church. Here is this week's special message. So, good morning, everybody. Good to see you. And friends, and (laughs) Marie and Amanda, thank you, guys. Um, I just, so I, again, I've been, I asked, I was asking the Holy Spirit what's on, what's on the heart of God. And uh, this is what, that's what I'll be sharing with you this morning. And so I want to start with, yeah, take that out. I want to start with uh, Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And so I'm going to ask you a question, and that is, do you know God? And do you love God? The first thing that we need to establish is that God knows us. And God loves us, right? So how many know that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read um, real quick Psalm 139 to establish. Because uh, he loves us. And it starts there. Psalm 139. So... You know all about me. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. That's pretty impressive, huh? He understands our every thought before it enters our mind. These are, these are ways. This is how he loves us. You are so intimately aware of me, oh Lord. He's intimately aware of you, Tammy. He is intimately aware of you, Marie. Intimately aware. He understands, Helen, your every thought before you even have it. Before I even start a sentence, you know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You've laid your hand on me, This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding brings me wonder and strength. So where could I go? Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. And if I go down to Sheol, you're there. Wherever we go, he's there. We cannot escape the presence of God. We can't escape his love. He says, I I fly with wings into the shining dawn. You're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible 
to disappear from you. So order ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into the night. And so this is, there is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is bright. So I want to start, as I asked you the question again, do you know, do you know God? And it all begins in our heart. And the, the reason why, obviously, we, we're living in times where there is a lot of darkness, there's a lot of division, there is a lot of polarity right now in the world. There's, there is a lot of testing. And so the most important thing that we can do is know the one. Know the creator. Know God. And love him. But how many, if I say, do you know him and do you love him, know how you know that you love him? Anybody? You know how you know outside of a feeling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if we can go to the, to, to the next verse. So, in uh, Matthew, he says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. None of us want to hear those words. Right? I never knew you. Away from me. Now, that, that's a nightmare, but it all begins, so knowing him, and he says, he says, everyone who hears these words of mine, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But he calls those who don't know him evildoers. But it all starts in our heart. Knowing him begins in our hearts. Psalm 119. In Psalm 119, 34. So give me understanding. So I'm praying this prayer over us right now. Right? Lord, thank you. Give us understanding so that we may keep your law and obey it with all our heart. Give us an understanding so that we can passionately Pursue knowing you so that we can passionately pursue understanding you. As it says in Psalm 139, he understands our thoughts, our words, before we even have them. So that we would passionately understand, seek and pursue understanding him. And guide us into the past, God, that, that you have for us and help us to Take delight in your ways, in your thoughts. Help us to take delight in that more than we do in our own, in our own thoughts, our own attitudes, our own opinions. <clears throat> so this is, uh, 
this is important because one of the things that we know is that, especially in times like this, we can't be on the fence. But God says, right, choose. Deuteronomy 30, he's, right, he says, I'm laying before you. I'm laying this before you. But he says, I set before you today life and prosperity. Death and destruction or blessing and cursing. He says, for I command you today, I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, his decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're possessing, the land that you're entering. So, but if your heart, if your heart turns away, and you're not obedient, right? We're not obedient. Our heart turns away, and we're drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship then, I declare to you this day that you'll certainly be destroyed. You'll not live long in the land you're crossing, the Jordan to enter and possess. So this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses. Blessings and curses, witnesses for us. So that <laughs> now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast. For this, the Lord, this is life. And this is how we pursue. So we have a choice. We have decisions. We all have a decision to make. And the decision, there's, there's no in between, right? The decision that we're making is... Um, are we choosing blessings and curses or are we choosing life and death? And I think, so I think the first thing is, so basically this decision is, are we believing what God said and partnering with him fellowshipping with him, or, or are we not? And, and in these times, it's really important that we make the decision, right, in these times. And that shows up in many ways. But these, are, these times are also opportunities. Right? Okay, this, we, these are opportunities. These are opportunities in the testing to show and to express our love and to show to the world and to show and express God that we know him and that we're choosing him. These are opportunities that we will never have, that we won't, some of the opportunities that we have now, we will not have in heaven. Right? So, um, so let's, who is God? Who is he? Let's get to know a couple of things. I mean, I, we, we could go on and on about him, but let's go to... Um, Look at some of his, Daniel 9, some of his characteristics. God is, God is mercy and loving kindness, right? 
the Lord our God is merciful and forgiven even though we've rebelled against him. Right? He has already forgiven us. He's merciful. Even though we've rebelled against him. And then Lamentations, it's, it's because of the Lord's loving kindness that we're not consumed. It's because of his compassions. His compassion never fell. So they're new every morning. His compassion is new every single morning. How many have felt his compassion this morning? <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we're experiencing the compassion with each other. I know, I know you guys do that well here. I know Byron and Nancy and uh, Todd, all of you, I know that you guys do that well here. But hopefully we're, we're experiencing the compassion with one another, right? Um, when you share about your, you know, your, your losses, and I just really felt the compassion uh, of the Lord just, just really expressing his compassion to you, letting you know that God, I've been with you and, and just loving you, you know, how, how hard. And ju but just the, the compassion of him. He's so compassionate and loving. And, and that's what the world is longing for. The world is longing for, you know, um, during the day, most days I'm uh, in the office and setting captives free and hearing a lot of stories of hurt and, and pain, families. And one of the number one things when there's two people or, or a family for that, one of the number one things that, that people are struggling with is that people are longing for, for, even from their own selves, but from family and then from the world, is guess what? I want to be understood. I just, I just want to be understood. I just wish that somebody would, would just stop pause and take the time to understand to understand my whether you agree or not people aren't, aren't looking for i mean I, right now we have an, this idolatry with being right right the world well no i'm right well this is right well that's wrong Understanding does not mean that we have to agree. And as the Psalm 139 said, God understands every thought before we have it. So that told me, wow, understanding must be really important. He took the time to say, I understand your thought, Cal, before you even have it. And so this understanding, so as they're sitting and, and they're, they're there's, we're working through things. I notice we can't get anywhere before 
we're willing and willing to pause. I have to pause if I'm if I'm in conversation and I'm having an impasse and we're not getting far. I have to be able to pause and to stop and to say and to to let go of my attachment to being heard, to being right, and to and to fully embrace and to step into another space that I may or may not agree with, but to step into that space just so that that space also can open up. And that's how we move. But understand, but that's who God is. God meets us where we are. He doesn't, even when he doesn't agree, he comes and he's in that with us. And that is what empowers us. He met the lady, right? The lady at the well who, or, or the adulterer, right? He met her where she was. And then, even though all the other ones, they wanted to, they wanted to, this is in John 8, they wanted to stone her because that's what, that's what the law said you do. And he met her and he said, all right, those of you who haven't sinned, go ahead, and, go ahead and throw the first stone. Well, we know what happened. None of them could do that. So they had to drop it and leave. And then he said, this is his nature. He looked at her then and said, all right, now where are your accusers? Who's accusing you? And she said, no one. They left. And he said, now he could have accused her, but he said, nor do I. Now, since I've understood you, I've stepped in that space with you, I've understood, I've had compassion, now, you know I love you regardless of what you've done. Now go and sin no more. But not until he stepped in there with her. So now, I want to talk about um, knowing God and, um, and what he says about that. So if we go, he actually brought... Yeah, he brought light out of darkness. He brought the light out of darkness, as it says in 2 Corinthians 4. And so there's darkness in the world. And in order for him to bring light from the darkness, he's using us. But he's using us and us knowing him. So we either know him or we not. So let's go, let's go on a journey so it says in second, so for God who said that light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts. He made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory. The knowledge of God's glory. Displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We have the knowledge of his glory and the light that lives in us that we are taking out to the world. But first it starts with us knowing him. 
So Jeremiah, Jeremiah 9. And knowing the word know, the word know, well, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. But the word know comes from a word gnosis, which means having the experience. It's an experiential knowing of God. The, in Hosea, where it says, in Hosea 4, 6, man, it, man perishes for lack of knowledge. That knowledge is it's the experiential knowledge. It's the relationship. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about knowing him through relationship, having the experiential knowledge. The way the same no word is used for Adam, new Eve. Right? It's that relationship. So, So, um, first John, now we're going to, we're going to just talk about God's name, how we know him. How do we know that we know him? And then, uh, and then we'll go from there. And this is just, again, so first John four, six. So we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error, beloved. Let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, and then I'm going to read one more, and then I want to talk to you about forgiveness. First John 3, 6. So no one who abides in him keeps on sinning, and no one who keeps on sinning has either sinned or known him. And here's 1 John 6, 7, 1, 6, 7. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We talked about who God is. We talked about God being forgiveness. God being love, God being mercy. And, and I want to say one of the things that the Holy Spirit's really been impressing upon my heart is just the importance of this forgiveness and how much, how much the bitter root is, is defiling and attempting how how many distractions are causing temptation and causing uh, this defilement, and that is not his heart. If we can go to Hebrews twelve, actually fourteen. So Hebrews twelve, and that is, and that, that Hebrews twelve fourteen actually talks about the bitter root defiling many. But it also, before that, talks about how we are to interact. So, um, yeah. So, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. But I'm going to go to Hebrews 12, 14 right quick. Um, what's that? Oh, yeah, I know. It's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I added that one. 
Okay, so um, so in every relationship, he says, be swift to choose peace over competition and run swiftly toward holiness. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. And make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within him, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. The root of bitterness uh, cause, blinds us. And it prevents us from seeing what we have in common with someone in front of us or around us who might be, who we might be judging, right? I was driving, I was, the other day I was driving and this person um, was, they, it was kind of in a little driveway um, out, out of the grocery store. And so the person was walking and they were standing kind of in the middle of the road and they were looking at their phone and like texting in, in the middle of the phone and kind of blocking. Now, for a minute, I was sitting there, I was like, what, you're, you're blocking, you know, you're looking at your phone, you know, kind of judging in my head, like you're looking at your phone like that. And then I remind, I was reminded that I've, I've held people up being distracted. I've done the same thing. Or I was driving and somebody came way over on my side and I was like, oh my, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all the way over my... And again, I was reminded, I've done that. I've turned, made large turns and went over on the other person's side. But see, the bitter root says, you can't drive. You can't drive. Why are you over on my side? What's wrong with you? Why are you not focused? Why are you not paying attention? Right? The judgment. That's what, that's what the carnal nature provokes. And that's what's being provoked when, in this time, right? When people, it's, it's, it's provoked all the time, but, but even more. Like, so when, when people disagree with us or when we disagree with certain, when we think our way is right. So John 14 15, 17, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we know him, so this is how we know. How do we know we love him? How do we know we know him? If we keep his commandments. He says, if anyone says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, he's a liar. I, to me, commandments, it's really about loyalty to our friend. Obedience is about loyalty. Are we, if he's, he's our friend, and so it's about choosing to be loyal to our friend. First John 5, 3 says, in fact, this love, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. So, now we now we get to go to the fun part. What are his commands? 
What is he asking us to do? What is he, how is he asking us to be light? And in what ways is he asking us to express who he is in such a time as this? What is he like? So Matthew 18, I'm going to start with the Matthew 18, um, 21. And this is, this is his way. So Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? And he says, up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seven times seven. Times 70. Seven times, but 77 times. So in other words, and keep going. So therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. How many have debtors? <laughs> People who we believe owe us. It might be an apology. It might be, it might be money. It might be just agree with me. So, so he had, so he was owed this man. So this, go and go on to the next one. So he had 10,000 bags of, so since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The, the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants. Now, we all have owed God way more than we can pay, right? He's the king. We're the servant. We could not even come close to paying him back. And so now, this is his nature. We owe him. But he forgave. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him the same way he had begged. Right? He begged him. 
And he says, I'll pay it back. But he refused. He said, be patient with me and I'll pay it back. So he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. And then the master called his servant in, you wicked servant. He said, I shouldn't have had, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The first one of the ways that we are loyal to God is through forgiveness. It's through releasing. And actually, we imprison ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when we choose to hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness. I, I use the analogy that but unforgiveness is like carrying around a garbage bag that's filled, that's filled up. The garbage bag is filled up and it's with junk. It's filled up with junk, with trash, garbage that's been accumulated from year, for years, accumulated. And it's leaking. And it's smelling. And he's saying, can I, it, there's a garbage, can we, can, let's, and other people are smelling it because, because the unforgiveness causes us, when we have that in our heart, it causes us to be offended quickly, easy. It, it causes physical issues. I, it causes anxiety, depression. They've actually, in conventional medicine, has actually connected unforgiveness and bitterness to arthritis, to, um, to things like um, yeah, rheumatoid arthritis, um, all kinds of medical ailments, even forms of cancers. So diabetes, it's bitterness towards self, God, and others. And it causes, so he's saying, if you love me, he's saying, do you love me? Do you love me more than the carnal nature that's telling you you're justified to hold on to the bitterness? And he's saying, then release, release your brother and sister. I want you to think, I want you to take a minute. And I want you to, and we're, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit. And we're going to do this as we, we go to the other ways that we know. You all right? 
Um, we're going to, I, I just want you to take a minute. I just want you to, uh, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring, to bring to mind, whether it's yourself or, but someone who maybe has been a little challenging to release from prison, to forgive. And it, and I'm, we're not going to, um, we're, we're actually going to go through that, but we're not going to right now. But I just want you to bring them to mind. And then as we go through this and at the end, we'll go, we'll go through a prayer. But I just want you to bring, and this, this could be, so I'm going to go through some of the, some of the people or some of the, some of the um, examples that it could include. This could be yourself. There might be some, uh, you might have, you might be beating yourself up, condemning yourself, thinking I, I just, this is too bad, I can't, I can't be forgiven for that. I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done this, or I should have done, so it might be yourself. It might be a spouse. It might be kids. It might be a boss, sister, brother. So any family. It might be church, people from church. It might be the church. You may have been hurt time after time. It might even be God. You might have had expectations. You might have been disappointed time and time again, thinking, God, you owed it to at least fix this. You owed it to me to do this. It might be institution. It might be government. It might be parties, Democrat, Republican, Black Lives Matter. It might be the presidents. Who is it? So other, other things, any, it, it might be nations. It might be groups of people, whoever it is, bring it to your mind because all of these are, all of these are things that can occupy areas of our heart and steal what God wants to, God's dwelling place. All of these make it unhospitable. Unforgiveness makes it unhospitable. It makes it, it makes it difficult for the Holy Spirit to feel hospitable in our heart. We want to make the atmosphere of our heart hospitable. A place of rest. A place that's friendly to the Holy Spirit. And we can't do that 
with the bitterness and unforgiveness. It makes it more challenging. So, so that's one. So do, do you do everybody have something? Everybody have? Everybody have? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to raise your hand. He's <laughs> like, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to raise my hand for that, but I, it's okay. It's the invitation. Actually, this is something that we have to, because of the carnal nature and because of the times that we're living, it's natural. It's better to be aware of it. I will often sit down, every day I'll sit down and say, Holy Spirit, is there anyone who I need to forgive? Is there anyone who I'm holding on to bitterness? Is there anyone, is there resentment in my heart? Because in order for our hearts to be pure, we, we need to clean. We're, actually, it's worse for us to not know and to think. to be That's blindness, right? That's what the Pharisees struggled with. So, so hold that. Hold that in while, while we're, we're going to go over the, the commandments. So then he says, and think about that person or whoever it is or those people. Or He says, um, John 13, 34, again, these are, the, these are the commandments, the ways that we're loyal to him. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love one another. So it's, but then, so forgiveness, loving one another. But then there's a, he takes us even higher, John 5. So he gave us a new commandment because the first one was love, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. But then he gives us a new one. He says, but I'm giving you a new commandment that you would love one another just as I have loved you. And by this, Everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love with that. So love and unselfish concern. And then go to John 5. Because sometimes we stop at the forgiveness. But that's not where he stopped. And he says, in John 5, he says, Actually, he says, bless those. He says, bless those who curse you. Don't just, don't just forgive. Don't just forgive. But, oh, I'm sorry, Matthew 5. I said it wrong. Matthew, it's Matthew 5. Um. And then we're going to do it. Um, he says, you've heard it that I said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's what the world says, right? The world says love, the, the world says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but I say to you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your father who's in heaven. Now what we're going to do is that, do, do you guys still have the, the person or in, we're going to do a prayer. And I'm going to show you, so one of the things that happens, it's amazing how quickly, how when somebody comes and 
they're struggling with, you know, maybe anxiety or fear or depression or just unrest. And it's amazing how quickly a prayer of forgiveness brings peace. How, what is it? How quickly, and the prayer of forgiveness includes blessing. It's amazing how quickly just agreeing or deciding to be loyal to God, despite what our carnal nature is saying, brings peace. How quickly? Just agreeing with him. Not easy, but simple. Not easy, but simple. So, so we're going to do this. So I just want you to, so you're going to say these words with me. Okay? Everybody good? That, just say, say these words with me. And, and you're going to, you can, you're going to say them about, you're going to include the person who, um, who you're forgiving. But you don't have to, you know, you could just say it kind of under your breath when you get to that part. But we're going to say the prayer. I'm going to walk you through, and and then at the end we're all we're going to bless we're going to bless them, and I I if you if we will all do this regularly, if we will choose, while if you if you're a person who watches the news, while you're watching the news, blessing, <laughs> while you're watching uh, while you're talking to me while you're listening and hearing things that are going will choose to partner and be loyal to God and bless and pray for and seek to understand will quickly create another atmosphere one by one. So, you ready? Just say this after me. Dear God, Father in heaven, we love you. Thank you for who you are. I confess that I have come into agreement in some shape or form with bitterness. Unforgiveness, resentment, offense, retaliation, anger, fear, violence, jealousy or envy. And I know that that's not being loyal to you. And so I thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, God, that your nature, your nature is merciful. You're loving. You're compassionate. 
And so I receive your forgiveness. I embrace your forgiveness. And I repent. I turn away from and come completely out of agreement with every way that I've been disloyal to you. And from this day forward, I'm choosing from my heart, with my will, with my emotions, with my spirit, soul, and body, with every part of me, I'm choosing to renounce being in agreement with accusation, judgment, condemnation, with unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, offense, anger and hatred, towards, and then you just, just I'm just going to have you just for a couple minutes, just could, you can just sit you're in your own space. You can just kind of, um, under your breath, just see the people or whatever and just say four, four, and then just say four and just, can it just kind of acknowledge the things that, the reasons why you were mad. I, I'm, so I'm forgiving them for, because I, they said this word to me or they said, or they're accusing me or whatever it is. I'll give you a couple minutes to do that. Helps to just release. Not to agree with the accuser anymore. I'm releasing them from all judgment and condemnation from me. And I'm canceling in the name of Jesus Christ every debt they owe me. They don't owe me anything. Not even apology. Because thank you, Jesus that you paid for it. I also cancel in the name of Jesus Christ all the power and authority of the evil one that entered as a result of, of my unforgiveness. Me being disloyal to you, God. So I cancel and I command every, every effect of the evil one to go. Holy Spirit, 
I give you permission to wipe away, to heal, to cleanse all accusation, judgment, and condemnation. Holy Spirit, heal my heart. Show me what you want me to see. Tell me what you want me to hear. And just just sit. I'm going to I'm going to ask him to drain anything as well. Just sit and just just relax for me. Just listen. Draining, draining all trauma, draining shame, and guilt, just drain it all. Soften hearts, open eyes. And reveal the true image. Now I just want all of you to just, just say, I bless. And bless the, bless the, whoever it is. So just go ahead and say, I bless them. And you could say it under your breath, but just bless. Just express that blessing. I bless them. I bless their, their lives. I bless their minds. I bless their future. I bless their, the plans that you have for them. I bless them to know you, God, to know you more. Bless. Just bless. We know that we have forgiven when we can bless. <laughs> and just say thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to grow in your likeness, in your image, to be loyal to you, and to demonstrate my love for you. Thank you. Jesus' name. How many noticed anything as you did it? Anybody notice anything through the process? Releasing, letting go? Relax. Okay. Yeah, lighter. Relax. Good. Good. Um, so that's, this is just something that he uh, wanted to remind us and just wants to keep reminding us of. It's just that in, it, we um, could connecting, staying connected to him and just um, with his love and forgiveness and blessing through this. That's how mm -hmm. being reminded 
of knowing him and loving him. And it may not be easy, but the Holy Spirit gives us, empowers us to do it. We can't do it in our own strength, but he does if we are willing. Uh, we get to choose. And uh, when we do, then we all get the opportunity to make, to bring his light into a dark place. So, thank you. This is Pastor Todd again. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray the Lord uses it to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of the Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Once again, that is tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site, so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the TGP Podcast. God bless you, and have a great week.